and Just Create podcast, powered by CBS Studios in downtown Birmingham, Alabama. But uh, congratulations on your project that you were directing. Congratulations, congratulations. You definitely, definitely, definitely did your thing, did your thing, did your thing. I was like, man. (laughs) I appreciate (laughs) you. You can tell it was a a lot of pieces and a lot of thought uh, putting into it. How was that particular process um, from pre-production to production? What what did that look like for you? Well, you always have to have a plan um, in terms of how you're going to execute. And... Like the way that I work is, you know, I, I try to frame the way I want this movie to feel. Mm. So you work backwards a little bit. And I knew a couple things. I wanted the music to stand out as authentic and mm. special. Not just, oh, we're about to hear another Clark sister's song. Mm. But instead, it, it is, wow, it sounds beautiful. Mm. It's, is it the Clark sisters? Mm. Wait, are they really singing? And then <laughs> it creates another kind of um, like pulling in point yeah. where people can, the people in the audience can be saturated with um, Clark sister love and genius. So that was always the goal, to frame the music in in that special way. And then I wanted to approach this film like um, a movie. Like, I'm a movie director, right? I don't look at it like, oh, this is a Lifetime biopic. How are biopics done at Lifetime? In fact, I did not look at – I've never seen a biopic at Lifetime. I might have seen a Tony Braxton one. Okay, okay. There's no, nothing that stuck with me um, in terms of how it's been done and what I'm going to do. Mm. Um, instead, I, I approach it like very um, originally, you know. So I actually pulled some films um, to study and mm. to share with my cinematographer and my production designer in terms of tone. Okay. Like, what do I want the tone to feel like? And then that, that will uh, inform um what the what the movie mm. was like so i'm trying to think now <laughs> i'm going back so there are a few films that i used as a model in terms of tonality um i remember one was if bill bill street could talk okay. one was uh, the get down mm. um another one was um Bohe- uh, uh is it bohemian rhapsody that's it okay so, okay. so remember I shot this w- over a year ago, so now I'm going I'm pulling in memory. So I, those are the three films that I can remember off the top of my head. And I remember there was this one Kanye West uh, video that I used because I love the way that they frame the instruments. Mm. And uh, like, so, so what I wanted to do in a music about singers, I wanted to um, highlight the musicality. So you'll see a lot of shots where we're looking at extreme close-ups of them pushing buttons in the sound, sound recording 
um, right. studio. Or you see the extreme close-up of the microphone. Like, you see close-ups of their mouths. Like, mm -hmm. you can see inside their mouths when they're singing. So I wanted to highlight um, what musicality looks like um, in the everyday lives of musicians and singers and geniuses. So, you know, I just put a lot of thought into those kinds of details, you know. Um, another detail that I wanted to accentuate was I always wanted to maximize the usage of space. Mm. So wherever, whenever we're in a room, like it's not always about, let me just put the camera on their faces so they can talk. It's, it's really about, let me frame the scenario in such a way that we feel tension. <laughs> we feel like we're, we're, in the, we're in the shoes of the, the people in the choir or in the, in the sister's shoes when Maddie's going off, you know? <laughs> you don't always have to see the close-up of Maddie's face when she's going off. We want to see the close-ups of the other people's face. Right. And as she's slightly in the frame, we feel her tension and we <laughs> off to the side, but we're looking at the girl with the gum with the gum in her mouth. <laughs> and we're, we are in her shoes and we're feeling tense. Right. <laughs> so any ways that I could I could use and employ cinematic tools to help shape the story. I wanted to do that. And in, in looking at film or, 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 or this, directing this film in that way, it made it um, more of a cinematic experience. Mm. So a lot of the things that people say was like this, you know, it, wow, I felt, it didn't feel like a Lifetime movie, you know? So <laughs> what, that, what, that, what that means is like, it doesn't look like something that was typically on Lifetime. It looks like something they would see in a movie theater. Hey everyone, this is Christina Benjamin a.k.a. Styles by Christina. What we're displaying right here is the Tony unit. Yes, ladies, this is a full lace unit from the Christina Benjamin wig collection. I want you to go and check out my website at www.deconstructbychristina.com. For further details on wig units, you can give us a call at 248-986-8761. I just wanted to make sure that I gave the Clark sisters um, that kind of homage and treatment yeah. when it came to their storytelling. So I just wanted to raise the bar um, in, in, in whatever ways that I could with the, with the limited time and money that I had. Okay. And doing so, we properly celebrate the Clark sisters. Gotcha. So you say with the uh, limited time, how, how long did you guys have to this particular project. We had 19 days to cover over 40 years of storytelling. Wow. We could have easily <laughs> doubled that time <laughs> and, and you know, not have been under so much, you know, duress, but honestly, that's par for the course. Mm -hmm. And like, that's, that's how I work in any way, you know, so I'm, I'm a filmmaker and movie director um, by experience and training. So, I work like that speed all the time. So that wasn't an issue, mm -hmm. but you know, we could have just stretched it out and breathed a little bit more if we had more days, but that cost money. So that you're always dealing with budget and time and money. And that's, that's par for the course for production. Where did you guys uh, film as far as uh, well, we shot the movie in Toronto, Canada um, because they offer generous tax credits. 
Mm. So you go there and you save money, you can put it back into the movie. And I actually had a great, great Canadian crew as well. Very talented people in Canada um, that, that were, um, that contributed to um, what you saw on the screen, you know? Nice. So I, had, I was working with artists, you know, in Canada and it really showed up, I believe in the movie. When, when uh, you say you're a filmmaker, director, what, what type of style uh, would you say that you take uh, when it comes to directing, not just this particular film, but just in general? Yeah, um, I could tell you what my aspirations are. <laughs> so okay. um, I'm, I'm like a cross between, do you know who Nora Ephron is? She directs. Did uh, uh, when well she wrote when Harry met Sally. Mm. Okay, so 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 she's a writer, but she turned into a director. Okay. Um, so I think I'm a cross between Nora Ephron and Martin Scorsese. Okay, okay. okay. So Martin Scorsese has a very um, unique, stylized, um, I would say testosterone-driven. <laughs> um, you know, point of view. Okay. And, uh, and Nora Ephron is is uh, more uh, a feminine kind of storyteller with a more emotionally um, um, driven um, point of view. So if you combine the two of them, I I, I think that's me. <laughs> gotcha. So uh, how did tell us? Let's let's rewind a little bit. Uh, how did you even step foot in this realm of becoming a filmmaker and director? Which, give us your story. So when I was a uh, uh, freshman in college, I, I went to the University of Notre Dame um, in South Bend, Indiana. Um, and Spike Lee came to our campus mm -hmm. to talk about do the right thing. Mm -hmm. Until that time, I did not know that people made movies for a living. <laughs> so I'm looking at Spike Lee, and I'm, I'm like totally inspired by him. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I want to do that. That's what I want to do, you know? And I promptly changed my major mm. from a finance major, um, finance and I double majored in Japanese. And I changed my major to communications and I started to study um, things like film theory at Notre oh. Dame. And I did some research and found out that Spike Lee went to NYU film school. Oh. And so I decided after I finished Notre Dame, I'm going to NYU film school um, to get more training in filmmaking. And I applied and I got in and that's where I ended up going to film school. And then Spike Lee was my directing teacher my last year in film school. So that, that kind of was a full circle thing for me, but I knew then at that point um, nothing was going to stop me and I was going to pursue this like for the rest of my life probably. How did you end up in L.A.? Well, eventually, like, this is the uh, business. So, you know, you 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 end up here anyway so i lived, I lived in new york first and then we gradually started to move west and um you know so now we're in the epicenter of of the entertainment industry and then um my husband 
who has been uh, my producer on every film that, that we've done together. Um, yeah, we have our own production company called Faith Filmworks. So um, if, if you look on Amazon.com, I have two movies on there called, one is called All About You, and then one is called All About Us. And actually, we're going to have a 20-year anniversary screening of All About You tomorrow on May 16th. So anybody can get information on that on my um, um, Instagram, IG. Okay, so we're screening it this this. Saturday. It's actually tomorrow on blackfilm.com on May 16th. And um, it's my first feature film that I made 20 years ago. And it stars Renee Elise Goldsberry, Mm -hmm. who Renee won a Tony for um, playing Angelica Schuyler on Hamilton. But for years, she was also on, I want to say One Life to Live, um, which is a soap (laughs) opera that played, I know the character's name is Evangeline. And um, and then and she's gone on to do so many other things. And Teron Brooks was my lead actor in my first feature film, and he played Eddie Kendricks in the Temptations movie. Yes. So, um, so long story short, I've been doing this for a long time, actually. <laughs> so, um, and, and I it's I have a twenty-year reunion on my first feature film um, screening nice. tomorrow. Nice. 20 years that says a lot to be able to have that type of grit in the game and longevity uh as well what would you say has been your motivation uh to stay the course and uh to see everything through because it's not easy yeah well um I don't know what else I would be doing, quite honestly. So sometimes you just have to keep plugging away <laughs> because I don't really know what else to do. And I'm wired. I'm wired to be a storyteller in this medium and in this fashion. So um, sometimes at a certain point, it just turns into, you know, I have to work to eat. You know, <laughs> so we don't always have to um, mystify it in a way that, Ooh, like it's sexy and whatnot, and I'm like, <laughs> most days it's not sexy at all. It's just a lot of hard work that requires focus and grit, imagination and determination. Great! Congratulations, by the way, on that anniversary. Um, and what body of work would you say that at this particular point uh, you're most proud of? Well, it seems like everything I do, I I, I improve, mm-hmm. and I'm, I do better than the last time. So um, I'm, in many ways, I'm very proud of the Clark sisters because um, it's, it's, I had an idea, and I had uh, a point of view, and I had some goals, mm-hmm. and I went for them. I mean, I went hard for them, you know? I went hard for them <laughs> um and i tried some things um and i risked a lot to try them um you know i went against a standard that was at a network i went against the uh, uh, norm when you do a biopic i just refused to, to have actors lip sync gotcha. it, it, i hired real singers 
Gotcha. Nobody wanted to do that because there was risks involved yeah. in hiring real singers who don't have acting experience, you know? And I was, and I pushed and I pushed and I pushed. Um, I worked closely with the lead actress um, every single night that we were shooting to improve the script in, in a way that rose to the level of what the Clark sisters represented and meant to us. And um, we had a goal and we had, um, uh, um, you know, ideas about how to do that. And we risked, you know, uh, a lot to, to push for those ideas. And, you know, now everything is, is, is it, it washes out, you know, I guess in, in the end, because now we have a, a smash hit success. Right. And then, you know, you think like, oh, but you always knew you could do that. And not, no, we didn't. We did not <laughs> know what the outcome would be. So um, there's, there's a lot that we gambled and we uh, attempted. And, and in the end, yeah, we won. But let me tell you, like, that's, that's what it takes is some level of determination and grit to follow through on, um, on your vision, you know? So it takes vision <laughs> and it takes, it takes, a, um, it's funny. I, I've heard Anjanu Ellis say this about me that, um, I'm the most fearless director that she's ever worked with. Wow. And in all honesty, there's not a day that I was working that I wasn't afraid. Mm. The fear was real every single day. Like, is this going to work out? Am I doing the right thing? Am I pushing too hard? Am I, um, you know, so fear was real. So I would say in hindsight, when you, when you look back at the journey, and, and I can honestly tell you that there was not a day that I was not af afraid, mm -hmm. and yet I'm <laughs> the most fearless director she's ever worked with. Um, how do you reconcile that? How, well, you know, so I, I think I looked at it like this. Um, it's okay to be afraid because sometimes you can't help it, you know, but the, the goal is um, when fear comes out and is present, um, then do it afraid. Mm. do it afraid and mm. take that gamble on yourself and see if in the end you win now I have lost before yeah. like in, in those gambles so I, I know what losing also feels like gotcha. but I know what winning feels like and in the end um I don't, I don't want to be lukewarm. I don't want to stand in the middle and not try, you know? Mm. So um, I was willing to risk um, everything, you know, to try something different and employ a vision that I had. And, um, you know, in this case, we won. Uh, having the actors, I know you're saying that you were willing to take on singers that may didn't uh, have, you know, such experience as far as the acting and things of that nature. As a whole, the entire cast uh, made you love them, hate them, and then love them again. 
uh, as a director, what did you channel to be able to speak the language that they needed to connect with? Well, a lot of it had to do with giving them the tools that they needed to draw from. And some of them being new to acting, um, it was as simple and as important as um, setting each of them up with an acting coach. Gotcha. So each of them who were new to acting, and that would be um, Shalea, Kiera, and Christina. Um, They played Dorinda, Karen, and Twinkie. I, each of them had their own individual acting coach. Um, Angela Burchett, who played Jackie, um, is, is a Broadway actress. So she was very well-versed in acting. And then, of course, Raven Goodwin, who played Denise, right. who was the first person that I cast because um, <laughs> I only needed like three vocalists to pull off the Clark Sisters sound per Donna Lawrence, um, our great, great music producer. So I had, once I had Karen... Dorinda and Twinkie, um, I was able to cast um, a real actress for Denise and Jackie. Fortunately, we found Angela Burchett, who played Jackie, who happens to be a singer and an actress. So that was good. We can cross that off. And then with Raven, we had a bona fide actress who has stellar credits. And the thing about Raven is I, I I cast her immediately because... Um, when Raven was 12 years old, she starred in my second feature film called All About Us. Yes. So I was like, oh, that's Raven. I, I'm like, <laughs> I'm working with Raven again. So I, I, that was, she was the first non-actress that I cast, you know. <laughs> and, um, that, the movie called All About Us, I actually shot that in Clarksdale, Mississippi. Okay. So, so I mean, I just, I was like, oh, I relished the uh, the thought of working with Raven again, so we cast her immediately. So, the, so, and then I had each of the sisters, I had each of the girls reach out to the sisters, mm. at least the ones who were available, and just start talking to them, you know, mm. just start establishing a relationship with them and having a rapport with them. So then once you have a rapport with someone, it's like you know them. Right. So I needed them to break that ice and get to that space. So I connected each of them with the sisters and they went on to have their own relationships with them, you know, and that that allowed them. And at any point in the shooting, they could reach out to the sisters and the sisters would give them like answers and advice and encouragement. So it was like um, just a very fluid uh, uh, connection that was being had every single day, you know. And then the thing about Raven, just being the, the now she's an experienced actress, right? So more experienced actors, you know, they may not have the person that's alive to reach out to, so they have to do other work that they're trained to do. So I didn't have to do anything to hold their hand. I did not have to hold Anjanine Ellis's hand to play Maddie Moss Clark. Like right. this this is what actors do. So with Anjanu and Raven, you know, they, they did their own work and, you know, they, they came ready. So, you know, so but we did everything. I did everything I could to give the, the new actresses tools to help them maneuver every day. And then over time, they just spent so much time together that they were building a real sister sisterhood. 
okay. and real rapport. And I think what you see on screen is, is a result of that. Wow. That, that says a lot to, to know, to give them the tools to be able to give such a on-screen performance like no other. Like I said, hands down, if, if, if we didn't, if we weren't told that, hey, such and such has me, doesn't have the uh, sting in the game as long or as much, uh, honestly, we wouldn't know. <laughs> we wouldn't know. Uh, so that just shows the level of understanding as, an, as a director to know what it is that I'm expecting what it is that I need and knowing the, the right tools to give to be able to give that out. So I, I definitely mm. top my head off to you on that. Shut up! Hey, this is Ayana Shine with the Shut Up and Just Create, Shut Up and Just Create podcast. Powered by CBA Studios in downtown Birmingham, Alabama. Shut up!